0: Jeff Rubin, thank you so much for joining us, listening to the show today, and a special thank you to my favorite new listeners, my parents. My parents, maybe not great with computers, but after several phone calls, I finally have taught them how to download podcasts. The highlight of this process was when the podcast finally downloaded. My father finally got it, and I could hear on the other end of the phone, I could hear an old episode starting and my voice starting to talk. Uh, it was finally playing. And my father goes, So I just listened to it. So, yes, mom and dad, you just listened to it, but maybe not this episode because today we are going to be talking about pornography and a specific subgenre of pornography. We are going to be talking about porno parodies, like that 70s show, the Triple X version, uh, The Breakfast Club, the Triple X version. Friends, the Triple X version. And I am going to be joined by my incredibly talented friend and coworker. She writes for College Humor. She's written for Saturday Night Live, Sarah Schneider. And once Sarah's here, we will together introduce our other special guest. A quick word about the recording of that other special guest. Sarah and I were both here talking to him via Skype, which is something I've never done before. We've never done on this show before. So there was something of a learning curve. And sometimes his voice sounds like a robot. Totally my fault, I apologize, but I promise, I promise, it will not impair your enjoyment of the episode. So, if everyone's ready, here we go.
1: Jeff, your voice is so soothing. Sarah. It really is.
0: (laughs) It's interesting fact about this show is Mm -hmm. my friend Scott let me the mics, as anyone who listened last week learned, that and interesting uh, was in quotes. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm getting the interesting part. <laughs> Scott was like, you should use this mic for yourself because it takes out the mid-range and your voice has a lot of mid-range. Wow. And I didn't know, I know my voice has a quality to it, but I didn't know how to describe it until Scott told me he I had a lot the, of mid-range. didn't the tone and the timbre. He was like, he... you got to use this mic. Uh, Sarah and I were going to have a conversation today and mm-hmm. it was just going to be me and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And we were going to talk about this phenomenon of porno parodies. Correct. That's like The Office, the Tribune Sweeping the Nation. Because Sarah is watching all of them. them. She's going to get to all of them over time Uh, uh, for a column she's doing for Splitsider.com. Do you want to talk about that column quickly, Sarah?
1: Yeah, I just have been fascinated by this genre. I don't know why it exists. I'm not totally sure who watches these, whether they watch them for comedy or pleasure, but I thought I would look into it and see what I could find out. So I've been reviewing. Porn parodies. Hi, mom, uh, <laughs> for splitsider.com. Um, and it's been it's been eye opening to say the very least.
0: So Sarah and I were going to talk about this, yeah. And my idea was I was going to surprise Sarah <laughs> and get her favorite porn star from these movies, James Dean. And I was—is it my
1: birthday already? I was going to like <laughs> flip
0: a switch and be like, "Guess who's here, Sarah?" And, like pull back a curtain.
1: I would have had to leave
0: to to change panties. James Dean, unavailable, wasn't getting back to me. I'm not sure what happened. He was straight up ignoring you on Twitter, the ultimate insult. But then I thought, who do I want to talk to? Let's get the guy who directed all these movies. And very conveniently, all of them were written and directed, nearly all of them. (laughs) By one man, Lee Roy Myers. Myers. Ah. So, today on the show, <laughs> instead of me talking to Sarah about the porno, we're both going to talk to Lee. I don't know if we call him Lee. I don't know if we call him Lee Roy. We'll, we'll figure it out. I have so many questions. We're both going to talk to Lee about it. So, let's get Lee on the old Skype horn, and God willing, this will work. I'll
1: pretend I wasn't insulted, that I wasn't enough to fill your podcast with. <laughs> this is going to be
0: awesome. Hello. Hey, Lee. This is uh, Jeff. Hi. And there is Sarah. Lee, thank you so much for joining Do we call you Lee? Do we call you Le- Leroy? Leroy, typically. Okay, Leroy, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Can you quickly describe your resume for those that might not be familiar <laughs> with it?
2: Um, it's uh, white. It's uh, about a 12 font. <laughs> it's uh, really good. Uh, it's uh, got a ton of uh porn parodies i would say fills up most of my resume uh things like uh the big lebowski a triple x parody uh simpsons the triple x parody uh prawn um <laughs> prawn oh
0: prawn. That's, it's it's a tron porno yes it is oh, got it per- that and, one, that's perfect
2: yeah no we had a great time making it i co-directed it with uh sam hayne another uh Another porn parodist. And uh, yeah, we have a great time making it. I basically make uh, porn movies that I would watch if I was drunk.
0: Well, let me, <laughs> let me start there with the titles. It used to be a game, kind of, to name porno movie titles like Itty Bitty Gangbang or There's Someone Inside Mary or something like that. But now they're all, it seems like they're all just Simpsons, the Triple X parody. Big Lebowski, the Triple X parody. Did a law change or something? I mean I've I've started uh
2: naming my titles more uh wordplay friendly, more punny titles uh, re- as of recent uh uh times but um
0: What are some of those?
2: Well, I would say uh The Human Sexipede, A Wet Dream on Elm Street, um, <laughs> The Honeymooners, uh things like that. But before that and what most other people have and are doing is For some reason, I think they just feel if you have the word a triple X parody or the triple X parody or this is clearly not this movie or this TV show, that legally they feel safer and their lawyers feel safer.
0: You don't just direct these movies. You write and direct them, correct?
2: Um, The majority of them I write or rewrite. um, But uh, some some I don't. Uh, Some it depends on. You know, I, I only trust a couple people to get my style, but, uh, yeah, I, I mostly write my own.
0: What is your style?
2: Honey, uh, I like, I, I grew up watching a lot of TV and movies and being in love with pop culture all around. Um, I try not to be too porny. Um I try to be. Wait, wait,
0: wait! Go back. Yeah. (laughs) How do how do you be not too porny while you're making a porno?
2: Well, I think if I'm porny, I I do it as an homage to porn, or as a parody of porn itself.
1: Are you saying Um, so? You like avoid the scenes like we were just talking about, where it's like the pizza guy. You know, you're trying to like avoid those. Yeah. If I do
2: the well, there were some movies um, I was pitched. Avatar before Hustler did it. And I if I was gonna do an Avatar uh porn parody, I would have Pizza Guys. They'd all be blue, and uh <laughs> I would just do porn scenes with, with blue people. But um for the most part, I try to do a an erotic version of uh of a TV show or a movie. Um but I try to to be less I, I try to do puns, but I try to be a little more intelligent about, them. Mm-hmm. I try to do something a little clever and not just a really easy rhyme. So, you know, or, you know, I, it's not about just insinuation. I, I'm trying to, uh, to
1: actually write jokes.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to do what I would do normally and what I did before. So, you know, I'm, I worked with a lot of comedians and, uh, in my past and, uh, I try to do things that I think they would be proud of rather than thinking of, ooh, how do I get somebody to
0: masturbate to this? What is the advantage of doing like these, this parody style of porn as opposed to just you know old, sty- old vanilla regular porn?
2: I think the advantage is I'm talking to you right now and I do a lot of interviews. Um, I think mainstream uh, media really enjoys the silliness slash taboo of it all. Um, it's a very surreal thing that I do. I think, uh, you know, I, I stand on set sometimes and go, I don't know if I can swear on this, but uh,
0: we're we're talking about pornography. We
2: always mean it, but, um, (laughs) but you know, I will stand on set and go, what the fuck am I doing? Um, standing (laughs) next to somebody spray painted yellow for the Simpsons parody. Um, you that know, actually,
1: wait, I have to stop on that for a second. Everyone was spray painted in that,
2: um, with the oil based makeup. Yes.
1: Okay, and then was there some sort of like visual effect because it was yes. so perfect? Was I I expected it all to rub off during all the friction, and it was and perfect it the whole time.
2: I mean, you know, we we, you know, cut a lot uh, on something like that. Um, but what we did was we wanted it came out. I think the makeup came out a little more green um and on the 10 tanner people it came out a little more orange so in post you know we love to play around with uh, the color to make it a little more car- live action cartoonish yeah. so we did both
0: i thought the sets for that were phenomenal too because usually if you're doing like who's the boss or you're doing the office you can go to an office or you can go to a house but the Simpsons sets—it looks like you really had to build like these. You had to take this cartoon world and make it reality.
2: We actually shot on location at the Simpsons' home.
0: Oh, wait, did really? It?
2: Well, no. there was a there
0: was a I'm I'm a Simpsons super fan, and there was like this uh, contest they did around their 200th or 300th or who can keep track anymore episode, and they built like a fan won a house. And like you, t- and one of the Springfield's, like in Arizona or something, they like built a replica of the Simpsons house. And for a second, I thought you shot a porno there.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was just uh, being
0: sarcastic. It
2: was uh, honestly. That, I'm, we, I'm,
0: that's almost disappointing.
2: <laughs> sorry, we, we, uh, yeah, we we built most of our sets. Um, and even though Who's the Boss set was actually, you know, we built it to look. It was a replica of their living room and their kitchen, but. Um, Things like The Office, which were, it was, The Office was my first porn parody. Um, we just used an office, mm. So, you know, we've evolved over time. I think uh, as we started doing more and people started actually getting into what I was doing, um, we decided to get closer and closer because people were
0: asking for it. I'm glad we're talking about the production management <laughs> of these. That's why everyone is listening to this mm-hmm. porno episode. <laughs> sa-
1: those are my questions. I'm just impressed by the sets. <laughs>
0: it sounds like maybe you're you're mostly interested in doing these parody things. Have you ever done any non-parody pornos?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've shot a lot of Gonzo, which is basically straight to the sex. And I started a line with the studio I was with before of um, for couples... Uh, like romance porn? style
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh romance yeah. live action romance novels basically
0: but the parodies are your
2: favorite i mean they're they're some of my favorite i mean i, I like to mix it up like anybody else i don't like to get bored on my job so uh <laughs> yeah I, I mix it up but i've done more parodies than probably anybody else uh working right now so
1: you work at new sensations that's right. I, I did. Yeah. Did. And that's like you like were hired by them to develop their porn parody series. No. Oh, okay. um,
2: I was friends with the owner. I was I worked in mainstream TV and then I worked in pay-per-view as an executive. And I had met uh, Scott, the owner, and I met uh, some other studio owners. And um, I came from mainstream production, mostly comedy before that. And on TV and independent uh, film, and uh, uh, he knew that, and he wanted to do something where we brought a little more mainstream sensibility to the scripts
1: mm-hmm. and
2: to the production. And he wanted to write, uh, he wanted me to write a comedy about an office. And um, as we started going for it a little more and figuring out what we were going to do, um, there were there was a resurgence in uh, porn parodies. Uh, people started doing them again, and they started becoming popular, Uh, you know, in a time when DVDs sales were dropping because of piracy. So, Mm -hmm. um, we decided to do a modern show at the time, you know, The Office was just starting to take off as a hit, and I really, I really dug it. I think uh, nobody really had done awkward pauses in uh, porn before, so... We thought we'd try something different, and it just took off. And it was one of the best sellers of uh, a few years
0: ago. Would you say you worked uh, on mainstream, and you said you worked on pay per view? Does that mean mainstream porno, pay per view porno? No. no, just regular. I,
2: I mean, I you know, I in mainstream pay per view, uh, you know, I deal with regular movies and pornography. Uh, it's pay per view, you know, uh, some of everything. Um, <laughs> no, I worked in uh, in production. For a long time, and then I moved to the desk side of television, uh, you know, for a channel uh, that I'll keep nameless right now. But uh, and then a uh, pay-per-view system uh, that I uh, helped uh, build their their uh, video on demand with, and uh, yeah. So I came from the business, the production side, then the business side, then dropped out to make pornography
0: how did you get into that
2: um well i when i was in uh in university uh in film school uh porn really just started taking off internet porn um and by the end of it when it started really kind of dropping and everything just kind of exploded for the internet boom um i just decided to uh to try my hand on it not realizing it was at the end of you know the easy way to make a living is doing internet. So um, I worked with I worked it out with some friends, and uh, we started a company and started doing website stuff. And uh, it was almost all soft core, and
0: uh, yeah, Me- medium core. Shirts.
2: Yeah, we lost our shirts, and um, you know, along with everybody else who performed in it. And uh, yeah, it just started there. Then I kind of forgot about it, and I started working. So wait, wait, wait.
0: Uh, I want to go back to this college porn website you started with your friends. Was this like, were you getting your, how did you get performers for that?
2: Okay, so um, we had a lot of sites at the time, but it started with a site. um, Naked News had just come out.
0: I I I remember Naked News very well, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I was really intrigued with the idea. Um, And I'm Canadian, so uh, this is back from where Naked News was from, you know, so... Everybody was talking about Naked News. So I had uh, developed some scripts for a uh, topless soap opera uh, called The Young and the Topless. And uh, we thought it was funny. I got my friends to be in it, and then um, I worked at a restaurant part-time, and I got some waitresses to be in it, and everybody did it for free. And... You know, we, we shot a couple things, but then I am I realized, okay, I'm going to have to shoot more of this, and I'm going to probably need a budget. Um, so I got some investors, and we did that site. And then each of the people that we hired to do that site, um, we did their sites. So their own personal websites Whoa. that, you know, and we it basically was a springboard into about 25 sites.
1: Yeah, you had like a whole network going on.
2: Yeah, and we failed miserably because you need... <laughs> tons of money to do something like that which you know we were naive about
0: (laughs) okay let's get into the actual porno i'm fascinated fascinated by porno production and i I, there's i feel like there's questions i've always wanted to ask and if we don't ask them now i'm gonna lose my opportunity forever (laughs) so when you're writing these movies do you get you write the dialogue obviously but then do you get when you get to the sex scene is it like then they have sex or is it like Then they do it doggy style, or do you just get to the set that day and then you kind of feel it out?
2: I I, honestly, the scripts say exactly where it should be in in it, Um, Ah. and usually it says, uh, at least in mine, it says sex scene number one colon uh, who who's in it, and so you know we're we're pretty much set. We know who's going to be in it, and if there's anything that has to be said during the sex scene to move the story along.
0: But is the actual sex itself scripted, or is that... No. Exactly what I said, sex scene
2: number one, and who's in it, that's all that's scripted, unless there's something that's integral to the script.
0: So is that up to the actors to kind of decide what positions and what kind of angles we're getting?
2: It depends on the actors, and it depends on, you know, if the character... uh, I don't know. I can't even think of anything. But uh, if... if, um, if there was something that the character should be doing, we talk them into it. But no, I mean, you know, we direct the sex. I mean, uh, you know, the actors know what they're good at. And usually when we hire them, um, we know what they're, uh, they're good at. And, um, you know, most, most of the uh, people we use, um, at least for my movies, are some of the more veteran uh, performers. So I've worked with them a few times and, you know, they know what I need and, you know, we'll go into it. But no, we we direct the sex. I mean, you know, with a few exceptions, um, you know, we we direct pretty much everything. That
1: actually, you're talking about people that you enjoy working with. Do you have have favorites that you keep? I mean, I've seen a lot of people showing up in a lot of the parodies. So do you have you have favorites that you bring back and like want to oh, yeah. try with different people? So what makes yeah. what makes someone a favorite for you, I guess?
2: Well, I mean, I already know who can fuck on camera. Uh you know, <laughs> they have the reputation around the industry to be blunt. Um, if they can act also mm-hmm. and they actually can figure out timing of a punchline and a setup. Um, and if they can improvise, I, there's some people I use that can write something in their head and it's usually pretty funny. Who? So I um, wanna know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Anthony Rosano uh, to me is, uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, who did he guys. Who did he play? Uh, he's been in almost all my movies, I think. He played uh, <laughs> Tony in Who's the Boss.
0: You like that Oh I, He was
2: very good in, to, in Who's yeah. the Boss. He was a very and good Tony Danza. Yeah, he's great in pretty much anything. Um, He, the guy's good and he's like, he can do like a million different uh, voices. He's he's definitely an impressionist.
0: I'm gonna play a clip of him as Tony Danza in Who's the Boss, uh, the Triple X parody. Ah! What are you doing? I thought I was gonna be taking a shower. Get out, get out. No, get back here. I'm not done
1: yelling at you yet. You can't just go around barging in on people in the bathroom.
2: Oh, gee, you're right. It's a shame they haven't invented a mechanism that will prevent somebody
1: entering a room wherein somebody else needs privacy. Oh, wait, that's right, they have. It's called a lock. How dare you. You are my housekeeper. I let you and your daughter live here because I thought you would respect our privacy. Angela! Do I need to remind you that you are in my employ? I'm in charge here.
0: Well, do I need to remind you, Charles,
2: <laughs> that you're still in your birthday suit? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think- he's definitely somebody I would use over and over again. Um, Rocco Reed is another guy. Uh, India Summer, who played Angela, in uh, that as well, and then like Andy Sandemus, Kimberly Kane, Bobby Starr. Oh I love uh, Andy Sandemus. Yeah, these Andy Samberg like, is
1: Marge in the Simpsons parody.
2: Yeah, she's great. She Christina Rose is great.
1: Oh yeah, Elena in, S- in Seinfeld. Yeah, oh, she was I mean, she these was are she's great. Yeah,
2: yeah, there are people that that I just love to work with. And honestly, it starts with an audition. And
1: now, what happens in the audition?
2: No casting counts, Believe it or not. No casting couch. Um, <laughs> set I'm, set I'm everyone a firm straight. Fever in in doing my job and
0: going home to my wife.
2: oh. She wouldn't let me come home if there was a casting kit cast.
0: <laughs> What is more important for you in the audition? Someone doing a great Kramer impression or someone being great at fucking on camera?
2: There's actually three things that I got to uh, figure into the equation, which is um, can they do a great Kramer? Can they have sex on camera without costing us, you know, five or six hours waiting for them to... Um, uh, stay <laughs> hard. I like how you
1: thought about how to put that delicately for us. Uh, there
2: was no delicately. <laughs> I mean, there is, but it's a podcast. I'm trying to keep your ratings up. Uh, so, And the third is do they look anything like the character? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really like to cast somebody that doesn't look like somebody but can do a great impression. Uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate that yeah,
1: so far, so good.
2: James Dean looks like it's Jerry Seinfeld and Zach Braff and
1: I do have yeah. to tell you that James Dean is my absolute favorite.
2: That guy is and I didn't put him on the list because I think uh He's above it. Know, he's everybody's favorite. <laughs> so um He he is I, I really like him as as a as a friend also. He's he's a great guy, great performer, and he gets all the jokes. And the girls like him, so it makes yeah. it really easy to have him on set, and he never complains.
0: And he's played, uh, he was Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, he was- He's JD
2: in Scrubs. He's
0: JD in Scrubs. He plays Mo. Let's drop in another clip. What, what yes! the hell? Let's throw in another clip of Sarah's favorite James Dean as Scene, Jerry Seinfeld. I get to pick
1: it? Oh,
0: yeah, okay. you can pick it. We can All pick right, it. Pick it's guy. Gary. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, this is James Dean as Gary Seinfeld.
2: Uh, we're going to see you for Thursday. So say goodbye mm, to show's me on.
0: the, the news yeah, meteorologists are so sexy. Uh. Okay, that's it. I can't take it anymore. What? Look. It's not you, it's me.
1: No, 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 don't give me that it's not you, it's me. I invented the it's not you, it's me.
0: Fine, it's you. It's this whole orgasm business
1: men love a woman who can orgasm.
0: In bed, but you have them everywhere. The bookstore, the bus station, the bakery.
1: Good night, Gary.
0: The hospital, the grocery store, the fish market, the voting booth, the opera, the stock exchange, the animal shelter, the racetrack, ground zero. Oh, no man. Oh, Gary. It looks like the actors. It seems like the actors are having more fun doing this than they are doing regular pornos. Am I just watching the other regular? Am I watching yeah. the wrong pornos where it looks like no one's having fun, or is that true? You are. Uh, they honestly,
2: they're troopers in that um, they get paid the same amount to be on my set for twenty hours as they do to be on a set to just come in and have sex and be out of there in oh, a wow. few hours. So. So if they're having a good time on on our set, you know, I I don't they're probably on some. <laughs> but uh they're well, honestly I we try to make it as enjoyable as we possibly can and we I've got a great crew and everybody's very laid back and uh we just, you know, our job's to make sure this thing gets done and this thing is something that they aren't embarrassed by after. So Oh, you know totally. we have as good a time as we possibly can on a on a really long you know uh set day
1: now I have a question about the the people that you cast in roles that aren't aren't sexual roles that are just actors are they <laughs> just this one time not having sex or is it like a, a like friends of yours
0: like for example, for example uh, gorge, gorge in the Seinfeld parody the the George Costanza character
1: and Bishop in the 30 rock Who... That's the actor.
2: Yeah, he's. I mean, as far as it goes, uh, it really depends. And actually, in the beginning, it's it's all porn related people. I mean, only after did I maybe try and go outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was uh, an agent. Uh, so he was a porn agent. This is this and is Gorge. Gorge this you're talking. This is Gorge. And uh, he actually, I was auditioning people, and I couldn't get anybody that looked like this guy. I just
1: yeah. You That's know, a tough
2: I, one. yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh, this guy's probably good," or "This guy is good." And I just happened to go into the offices one day, and he was sitting there. And the production manager and myself, who were talking about, you know, who I just auditioned and was terrible, looked over at him, and we both just knew like this was the guy.
1: That's so great. <laughs> a yeah. Great story. So and
2: and he got i think he was he was good in the first one but the second one he was great. Oh, uh, he can't actually wait. really pulled it off and he's actually probably the main character in the
0: in the second one. so um I'm
2: so excited. I haven't yeah, seen but, the
0: second one yet. Does he does he still doesn't get to have sex?
2: Uh he does not get to have sex. Um, <laughs> spoiler but, alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh but you know he he was just great in it and you know my my goal is to just pick people that can Can do the parts. I mean, if it's a non sex role, I'm going to do my best to get somebody who looks like them or sounds like them or hopefully both.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the movies themselves specifically. The 30 Rock one seemed like it went really viral. Uh, The trailer for it online, there was a lot of write ups about it. And New York Magazine actually did a review of it and Ah. they said, it's actually disturbing how true to the show this thing is. Someone out there in porn-making land has actually done their 30-rock homework. Is that true? Have you done your homework? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the show. I mean,
2: uh, I actually was just getting into it at the time, and I, I really had watched a couple episodes, and I, I wasn't sure if it was good or not when I first started watching it. And then um, uh, my friend, who's actually uh, my producer now, Seth Speard... I said, "Hey, you gotta watch this episode." Uh, they do this Night Court thing on it, and oh,
1: yeah. I grew up
2: loving Night Court. And uh, I watched it, and I thought it was the funniest thing. And so I really started watching it heavily and studying the way their speech patterns went. And I pitched it to them because I thought it was a great show. The show was really hot at the time, which is one of the factors in picking, you know, a parody. Yeah. Um, then how did Who's the Boss get me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not still hot? Mm. Um, I get, there's a couple of them that um, did if... okay uh, financially and not amazing, but I'm very proud of because they are shows that I really liked. And I thought... Uh, okay. If I could
0: be bold here for a second, <laughs> I, have, I have a guess about which of these were done as like passion projects for <laughs> you that maybe there wasn't a ton of demand for. Uh, I like for, this for, game. For instance, Who's the Boss?, I'm guessing you guys were not getting a lot of letters looking for WKRP. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: My favorite show uh, as a kid was WKRP. And I saw it as just this show that's all sexual innuendo. There is nothing, there's no other show I can think of aside from maybe Three's Company. That's uh, as sexually charged as that show. Yeah, is,
0: there, is that? Is there a Three's Company one that that, that really somebody was... else did it? Yes, there is. Uh, a. Bastards! Uh, <laughs> you all can't right. get them all.
1: So if you if a porn parody has already been made by Hustler, you you don't touch that at all. That's kind of code. That
2: code. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. As far as it goes, um, it's a it's an industry where not everybody works together. <laughs> um, it's it's a kill or be killed industry, but. The way I see it business-wise is, well, if my job is to get hype for a movie, um, here's another project that's taking the hype away from my movie. So mm-hmm. um, if I do Three's Company, when they do Three's Company, we're probably only going to sell half as many as we would have. And we're boat. probably going to get half the media attention we were going to get.
1: Do the actors have loyalties to studios?
2: Um, I mean... They have loyalties to uh, their rent. Yeah. So, so you know, I... I That's never the name of a studio, anything. though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and paying rent, the rent is their... Yeah. Uh, Number it, one yeah. priority. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... I, I think uh, you can't take anything personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's people doing their jobs. And, um, you know, I think if anything is is a lesson to be taught by the porn industry it's that we're all whores
0: so (laughs) you know you got to do what you got to do
1: that's going to be the soundbite i hope you know that
0: (laughs) Uh, i'm okay with that i want to talk more about show selection because i'm also a huge (laughs) pop culture junkie Uh so this is fascinating to me because i had assumed i guess somewhat naively that what factors into the selection is you're trying to choose like the sexiest shows that don't actually show the sex
2: if if I chose the sexiest shows, then Lord help us all. Uh, Golden
0: Girls? <laughs>
2: yeah. I I think Well Golden you know, Girls is
0: kinda like that's gotta be you gotta if you're <laughs> making a you I it's the Golden Girls is the Triple X MILF parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you gotta make a MILF movie, uh, Golden Girls really lends itself to yeah. it. Right. But uh, but something like Entourage maybe where like there's a lot of sex but you don't actually get to see it. It's almost it's well you get to you get to see it a little, but not not like porno see it. Yeah, yeah. When you watch these, you forget that you're watching these parodies. So like you're watching the Seinfeld porno, and then Jerry and Elaine start making out on the couch, and instinctively, just from watching so many hours of sitcoms, you just expect the camera to cut away because that's just how sitcoms work. But in Seinfeld, the X parody, the camera stays there for a long, long like a time, good twenty minutes yeah
2: the twenty three I think actually wow. <laughs> yeah no, I mean uh I don't want to bore you because I probably added a lot of boring stuff no no this is, all, some, this is all this is all good. yeah
0: i okay. think I think you got you are you know porno is your job, and like you know it's boring to you I think any job gets boring to the person doing no, I, I it love, but, uh,
2: I love my job, I love actually porn is like the history of porn it's a passion of mine i I dig the surrealism of porn i mean it's i have a great job that i can't complain about and i get to try and do something different with it so um i just uh did to know um you know why we choose a porn parody i guess you got to know why porn parodies are done in the first place and i mean porn parodies have been done a long time um you know since the late 70s uh When budgets started going down and Gonzo started coming up in the uh, 90s, um, people realized you don't need to spend a lot of money to make money with porn. Pretty much you could put out anybody having sex and make a lot of money on it. So they realized, oh, what's the point of making a a scripted movie with sex, you know, when I can just put something out that's just sex? Um, So there were a lot of, porn parodies that weren't really porn parodies in like the late 90s going into the 2000s all the way to even the mid 2000s where it was the name of it you know it was just a punny name um but
1: there wasn't like comedy
2: right there was no comedy um the thing about it is that you know as we get to where we get into the internet age and you know we move further and further and further into it um the internet has both helped and killed off uh, porn as we know it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, piracy. You can get it for free now. Oh, yeah. And there's nobody, there's no governmental body saying, hey, it's wrong. So there's a whole generation that says, oh, I can get stuff for free. Why buy it when I can just take it?
0: Isn't that the same across music and movies and even video games? Just e- almost everything, including porno, can, you can say that about
2: I would say yes and no. The difference is that uh, it's hard to do a porn concert uh, to make up any <laughs> revenue. So, but you would
1: sell a lot of tickets if you thought about I, doing I, a live I, event.
2: <laughs> I, I would, and I'd enjoy that money in prison. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's as it kills it off, uh, DVDs go less and less, and the porn buyers, the traditional porn buyers that buy a DVD... Um, you know, that market gets smaller and smaller. So in order to reach another market, we have to do something that appeals to mainstream audience, um, which opens it up to people that like the show or people that like viral videos or people that just want to laugh or see something ridiculous. Uh, so people do porn parodies, I think. And that's why I do them, because, uh, it, it gets more mainstream attention than your regular, uh, porn. So, um,
1: plus it's nice when you want to just vacillate rapidly back and forth between laughing and being really turned on.
2: Absolutely. Just that very quick back and forth. Feelings on earth. So, (laughs) you know, you finally get something that does them both. But, you know, in my, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's, you have to combine the both. I want something that's going to get mainstream attention. And for me personally, I mean, I've done some really ridiculous stuff that I go, I can't believe I'm doing this. And, you know, maybe I even got talked into it like Golden Girls. Uh, James Dean talked me into it, actually. Uh, but <laughs> Then I already love you know, it. <laughs> but it got so much mainstream attention that it was a smart idea to do in the first place. I have to make it as sexy as I can or as novel as I can. Um, so choosing something, I try and pick something as sexy as I can. Uh, while making sure, first and foremost, it's something that people are going to buy. Uh, Seinfeld, I re- I got torn apart on Seinfeld, I think, a couple by a couple people. Um,
0: you know, just cause and under
1: what what was their criticisms?
2: It's not a sexy show, and it's not a sexy show.
0: It's- well, no, I don't know about that. The, Jerry's always dating someone. They talk about sex a lot. Like uh, you know, Jerry Jerry, Jerry exactly. Seinfeld isn't exactly a sex god or anything, but. The show is, they're always 13. talking about sex. There's like the maneuver, what's it, well, the one with the maneuver or something with like the reverse twist? It's like a wow. sex move type thing. <laughs> right. and, and there's, the you know, the, they're real, they're magnificent. Uh, um, so there's a, they, they do talk about sex a lot on Seinfeld.
2: But it's sex theme, not sexy.
0: That's so true. You,
2: you know, I mean, with a few exceptions of episodes, I would say, you know, it's, it's kind of asexual. It's kind of, they make jokes about sex which makes people uncomfortable so they laugh at it um whereas they're not getting half naked they're wearing very you know 90s styles Uh, there's nothing sexy really about it um you know and there's a lot of shows like that you know that you know i agree aren't exactly sexy it's my job to make them sexy and funny and see what i can do with them you know in the worst case they're a novelty and i'm okay with that you know i i try and do something interesting and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't um you know so far it's worked i'm okay with that but also you know as we get to an age where more and more tv shows have more and more nudity and sex in it um you know i think people are expecting to see that next level you know as uh true blood gets deeper and deeper into it and uh you know, Sopranos before that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of shows with a lot of sex on them now. So, um, you know, my job's to sexify things that weren't necessarily sexy.
0: When you are putting together these movies, what in your mind is the ideal ratio of comedy scenes where everyone's talking and you're parodying the source material to sex scenes?
2: I usually do, like, you know, it depends on how many pages in a script and how many days I have to shoot it, but... I usually have five or six sex scenes. Sometimes it's less like Simpsons uh, because they were making a celebrity sex tape, and celebrity sex tapes typically only have like three sex scenes. Um, so that was a
0: plot concern. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I wanted to, to do a parody of porn celebrity sex tapes and a parody of The Simpsons. So I tried. Aiming high.
1: Aiming high. <laughs> that's yeah,
2: that's I, ambitious. I, Well, you know, I just do stuff that, you know, I show up to set drunk and I say, let's do it. And then we do. (laughs) I'll
0: tell you why I asked, though, is I I saw Transformers 3 last night and uh, it reminded me of. Hold on, I'm bringing this around. Uh It reminded me of pornography because there's these comedy scenes, uh, you know, where Shia LaBeouf, there's like this job interview montage where they get these characters who uh, are kind of larger than life. And. Every, I feel like everyone is sitting there watching the comedy scenes being like, when are they going to get to the action? And I was watching a lot of your movies to prepare for this interview, and when I was watching Transformers, I was like, this is like porno. We're just getting through the comedy to get to the part everyone wants to see. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. I, I should quit. Thanks.
2: I'll be <laughs> late. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I, I think I have to... I have to look at it once again. I try to do justice to true parody, but I still have to have some foreplay in there. And um, the difference I think between the two is I don't have, I saw the same movie and I was bored to tears for the first half.
0: It's a terrible. I don't movie. have,
2: yeah, I don't have an hour of foreplay though uh, before getting mm-hmm. to the sex, unlike them uh they had an yeah, like hour, not even hour.
1: not even like multiple minutes sometimes
2: <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes it's right into it sometimes it's i try not to go 10 pages the first 10 pages without showing something sexual mm-hmm. um some sort of sex scene so you know middle page typically so i i'm i'm trying my best to to do it where you know it either makes you laugh or it makes you horny um, and then we get to the sex before you uh, you get too frustrated.
0: I'm so proud that this show is so nerdy that we literally can't even talk about sex without bringing up Transformers.
1: Uh, you can't. Let's <laughs> let's be clear. This is all on you. <laughs> Don't put this on me and Leroy.
0: <laughs>
2: See, all I can afford is a Gobots uh, parody.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's uh, with uh, Leader One. Uh, we'll we'll talk that's about that's a it different later. podcast. But let's, let's <laughs> on, on.
1: wait, I have a question. Please. Yeah. Okay. So, when my the first one that I watched was the 30 Rock one, and I kind of was going into it thinking a little bit from a fan fiction standpoint. Like, I expected to see a scene between Tracy and Jenna, or Jack and Liz, and these kind of things that, as you're, as you're watching the show, you kind of, like, imagine that's what would be in a porn version of it. And I was surprised by the scenes that you ended up doing, so I was wondering if that was a conscious decision on your part, like, you just thought those characters would mesh well, or if it was based on what actors you could get, or how you um, decide...
2: I- I mean, I think this, you know, when I wrote it, the seasons were covering, uh, you know, Jack and Selma Hayek, and uh, it was Liz and her ex-boyfriend. So I, I covered those things, but, okay. um, you know, also I think, uh, you know, in the beginning of what I did, you know, when I did my first few, and that was one of my first few, um, I was still learning and I was still trying to find my uh, feet. So, um mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it was perfect. I, in fact, uh, if I could go back and do it, I'd probably do it differently. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you, uh, but at you know, for some of it, the yeah. season that that we covered, I think, uh, I think you know, some of it was uh, rational.
1: That's another uh, interesting point is that most of your porns are set in very specific points in the series. The Seinfeld one is as George is about to get married. You know that one is in when 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 Jack's dating Salma Hayek. So is it basically just like when where you're at at the time it's released?
2: Um, sometimes I mean yeah. sometimes I cover everything. You know I just run yeah. the gamut and uh, it's an it's an homage and parody of the whole show of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's that's sometimes
0: I, I'd say. 50 Do you have a movie that stands out to you as your favorite work that you as a director have done, one you're the most proud I of? I definitely
2: want to know the answer to that. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say, you know, originally, and I think the one that made my name, and it was like, you know, probably like number 25 or 26, but uh, yeah, the Big Lebowski uh, parody, I think, um, got me a lot of recognition, and I'm a huge Big Lebowski fan. Um. Mm-hmm. And I say it took more work to do than anything else, uh, production-wise and script-writing-wise, because um, even though it's porn, I don't think anybody was going to forgive me if I uh, if I fucked beautiful. up uh, <laughs> that movie. Yeah, uh, you, thank you. You have um, that
0: scene where it's like the, the dream sequence from Lebowski where uh, all the women in helmets are bowling, and you have turned that into a scene where all the women are pretty much going down on each other. You know, whatever... You know you know how porno works. I don't know if it's explained it to you. But uh <laughs>
1: explain it.
0: But uh it still like it looks like that dream sequence where they're in the black void and there's the stairs and everyone has the Viking helmets.
2: I mean, you know, really I've got a great crew and a lot of great people that, you know, were really there, like, you know, twenty hours a day, made sure everything was perfect. We all wanted to make something that we could be proud of, you know, and it'd be pornography. So um, you know, we love that movie People like Eddie Powell, who's another director Who does parodies, he does these romance movies um, You know, he did a lot of post work uh, You know, uh, Paul Woodcrest My wife did the Oh, wait, uh, Paul
1: Woodcrest is Ken From yes, the 30 yes. Rock parody And oh. he's,
2: uh, he does most of my, my uh, camera work uh, That and, scene
1: in 30 Rock was like a very funny moment for me And I'm we'll actually see. curious about it It's Paul Woodcrest is plays Ken Kenneth And he fantasizes about becoming a head page. And in his fantasy sequence, he is being romanced by two women, but he does not play Ken. It's played by another actor. Right. Is that a conscious, that was like a conscious comedy choice?
2: Yes. Um,
1: I I applaud that. That made me laugh
2: very hard. Thank you very much. I, I, you know, uh, the guy that uh, played him, uh, Eric Everhard is a well-known male performer and a completely different uh, looking person, body-wise, face-wise, oh, yeah. than Paul Woodcrest. Um, it's perfect. Yeah, and Paul looks a lot like Kenneth. Totally. Um, you know, so it was definitely part of our decision, but- uh, he, yeah, does gr- thought... he does a
0: great Kenneth yeah, impression. he does a great Kenneth impression. You know what? This is a great opportunity. Let's yeah. drop in another Yay. one of those clips. And here, fans of TCS, is the comedy trifecta, Miss Liz Lyman, the producer. Hi Ken.
1: I hope y'all enjoy the show.
0: Thank you, Ms. Lyman. Oh, and a couple of quick messages for you. Your doctor called. It's not a growth. It's a small vibrating rubber toy that must have got stuck in your vagina. It's not It's don't judge
2: me. You all just paid to take a tour of my workplace. Yeah, uh we we try our best. I mean, we're I I'm honestly I have a job I'm very fortunate to have and uh you know, I get a lot of freedom in writing the scripts and making movies, and uh, you know, I'm very thankful that people like them.
1: Do you like writing movie parodies better because it's kind of like a finite amount of material that you can co-opt versus a you know six or seven season series?
2: Um, yeah, the, I, I actually like uh, the series. The movies are really difficult to write because um, there's cause... so much. <laughs> I don't want to just rip off the movie and it's it's hard not to just rip off a movie because it's a movie you can't a a series you can go and take their speech patterns and take the kind of joke they would say and apply it to the situation i mean there's a formula for how jokes are written you know Mm. and uh it's one of those things where a movie there is the joke Mm. at that time and it's hard to write around it um lebowski was pretty difficult and you know some of the other things but if it's you know a series i just did uh, wet dream on elm street and you know we got to take out of the whole series of movies so um you know i much prefer to do a tv show with a lot of seasons just cuz there's more to pull from absolutely that's cool
1: what's your what's next for you do you have do you have something you're working on
2: um yeah i i'm actually editing right now i've got uh a few things the burner um we shot a family guy parody oh, that we're wow. editing Whoa. right now <laughs> and uh i think it's one of the best ones we've done we've got jeff's just got a huge boner just
1: well, just so you know i will know. send
2: you guys a copy
1: <laughs>
0: oh please wait so in the family guy one who are the characters you have a fat guy playing uh i can't why am i peter, bl- peter. you have a fat guy no, playing.
2: i've got anthony rosano in a fat suit playing peter um uh... uh, and his impression is incredible. Like uh, the Homer for oh my god, the, was great. The Homer was so good. Perfect. This is as good, if not better. Oh wow. What?
0: So, How are you handling Stewie in the Family oh, Guy triple parody? Just just <laughs> leaving him out. What about Brian?
2: Oh, uh, Brian is out also. Actually, um, one of the uh, buyers who will remain nameless is uh, opposed to us having somebody in a furry white suit and calling them (laughs) a dog. So um, we left Brian out. We left Stewie out. We left the kids out. uh, Actually, Meg is 18 in it. um, And we're very clear about that. Chris is not in it. (laughs) Um, We've got, you know, actually, we went back in time and we have uh, Cleveland in it. uh, Joe Quagmire. And uh, we've got Lois. And uh, there's even a giant chicken
1: so in the in the simpsons parody for those of you listening who haven't seen it it's all pov from homer so you never actually see him you hear him you just get the benefit of his penis so do you are you doing something similar so you don't have oh okay so So is there a there's a person in a fat suit having sex
2: oh yeah um (laughs) we we do have that and uh anthony hates wearing fat suits so I've put him in a fat suit for three different things. So hates it, hates it, hates it, which is why I, I kind of enjoy torturing him a little bit. You know, if he's going to have sex for a living, really, yeah. somebody has to show these people who's boss.
0: Does it have cutaways to like random jokes? Yes. Or does it have cutaways to random sex scenes? Um, I'm trying to take back. Please not say yes, Leroy.
2: Really. No, not not really. I mean, it's, it's really, I think it's, Probably one of the best scripts we've written. There's a couple of us that wrote it. Um and uh it is honestly, I think, one of the closest to a TV show we have. Um we've got uh a surprise visit by Ron Jeremy and one of the jokes. In Whoa. fact, no joke. Um Well it's not a surprise
1: and, anymore. God.
2: Well, it's okay. <laughs> I, I can live with that. But I think it's it's really, really funny. Really good. We rebuilt the uh, living room and the uh, drunken clam. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Which Um, was already
1: named for a porn parody.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So we've got that. We've got uh, Sailor Moon
0: uh, interactive Uh. movie. Oh, man, that's going to be a huge (laughs) seller for you guys, right? I I hope so. (laughs) I'm speculating. I've never been a huge Sailor Moon, and not really an anime person myself. But... It feels like based on, you know, the Internet, there is a huge audience for a Sailor Moon porto. I can't believe it doesn't exist already. Honestly,
2: Um, I've been in pre-production a little while just because interactives are a little more complex uh, where people get to choose what position they want to see, you know, which girl they want to see. Things like that.
0: Um, that's a great way I, to curb the piracy too, because that's an experience you can kind of only get on the DVD.
2: Absolutely, definitely one of our thoughts uh, for it. But uh, I get at least two emails a day going, "Where the hell is this parody already?" So,
0: what else yeah. are people demanding? Like, what what is the most demanded? <laughs> what What are these emails like? Uh, I get some. You crazy should know stuff. you
1: sent them.
2: Was <laughs> <laughs> that you? I, I get some uh, some really crazy stuff sometimes. Um, I get at least uh five or six emails a week telling me what movie what movies I should do next. um actually, that golden Girls I started off as me telling James Dean about this guy who kept sending me an email to do Golden Girls parody, <laughs> which I laughed off and thought was horrible. uh but I get things like um, hey. Do WWE triple X parody and, um, you know, just, <laughs> that makes sense. just, that makes.
0: you just did an, uh, that's like sort of a different approach to it. Cause it's like, uh, I don't know what to call wrestling, almost a reality show or something, yeah. but you just did an Oprah one, which kind of breaks the format a little. I didn't, uh, not me. No, <laughs> Actually, not, it's not on, at all. it's on your IMDb. What's
2: yeah. Not me at all. Uh, um, IMDb is wrong about porno. IMDB is wrong about porn. Believe it or not, you should be uh,
1: honored though that you're at the point now where hey, some guy they, at IMDB is like, "Well, it's a porn parody, must be Leroy." I, I
2: think they're like any porn parody that shouldn't be seen. Uh, Leroy did it, so I'm I'm okay with that if they think I'm insane. So that that's cool. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, Hustler did the Oprah one. Um, I haven't yeah, seen. They, it yet,
1: they've though. done weird. They've done like Fox News and st- like they do weird ones. Who
0: wants to watch the people on Fox <laughs> News? Fuck. <laughs> I'm not saying they're or. all hate <laughs> fucks. Regardless, <laughs> um, are there
1: are there any um, matchups that you haven't been able to make happen yet? I've no, got is- an idea.
0: I've got some ideas. Uh, Ready for okay. this? The Wire, the X version. Oh, you're going
1: back to
0: what we were just talking about with wow. Mc- with McNutty, I've got all the characters named. Jesus, <laughs> and what do you think? The wire. Uh, to, I think the in, the inner, if you did a wire. It's not a
1: comedy.
0: But if you, it, it doesn't have to be a comedy. It doesn't have to be a comedy. I mean, Entourage <laughs> isn't funny. Oh. Wow. All right, that hurt. Sorry. Um. No, your version <laughs> of Entourage, which I, I'm sure is very funny. I'm sure your version of Entourage is funny. than the past show. three seasons.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't watch the show anymore. But cause. does it, does it have to be a comedy? No, um, in fact, I've produced. Uh,
2: I think one of the best porn parodies out there uh, is the Sex Files, um, which I produced uh, for Sam Hain, who did the uh, the uh, Tron porn parody with me, um, and is a friend of mine. I think the Sex Files is fan fiction at its best mm. uh, for porn. It's it feels like an episode. It's really dark. Uh, it's a little disturbing. Um, but it's amazing.
1: You could not get away with anything unless those fans would literally track you down and murder you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But uh, The Wire, I'd say, has the same sort of fan (laughs) base.
0: If you did a Wire XXX parody, I think, and then the trailer for it were online, everyone would put that trailer up. I'd put that trailer on my blog. Everyone wants to see that.
2: The The only problem is that uh, putting a trailer up never equates to... Any yeah. profit.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Cause it seems like some of them, like The Simpsons I saw everywhere when that came out, uh curb your enthusiasm. Was that you? No. Not that was, me. That was not you. Uh but that when that one came out, I saw it everywhere. So it seems like some of them, for whatever reason, go Simpsons more. Simpsons
2: did really well, I think, you know, I, I agree. But some of them get tons of uh, uh of uh internet viral action and uh and don't see too much uh of their money back. So Interesting. it's, you know, every, everything's different. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if the wire would work. I really don't. Cause I, th- I see it as being an expensive action packed thing. And you know, it's, it's one of those things.
0: Plus you got like 200 characters.
2: Yeah. That, that would be kind of pricey. Um, could we make it three characters and it takes place in a taxi cab? <laughs> well, here's
0: how it <what laughs> works. You could put it in like their office on like that, that warehouse you know they have that terrible sarah's taking the microphone away he'll send you the (laughs) script okay let's finish (laughs) how long is the script for your average porn movie the
2: average porn parody i would say between 15 and 30 pages anywhere between that
0: (laughs) for the whole for the whole two-hour film yes three two to three hour i guess yes yeah i have a question it's it's somewhat (laughs) it's somewhat abstract but I'm watching the Seinfeld Triple X parody or I'm watching the Cheers Triple X parody which I also watched and uh, so everyone's laughing there's a studio audience theoretically you know there's a laugh track they're laughing at the joke but then the characters start fucking so in your in your mind is the studio <laughs> audience also watching the characters have sex I would think that uh, if I really <laughs> yeah, had a studio audience question.
2: they'd probably Uh, be raping the cast. So (laughs) I try not to have a studio audience. Um, I try not to make them distract from the sex. I think if somebody's buying it for the parody aspect of it, um, they're buying it for the dialogue. If they're buying it and for the first couple minutes of the sex to go, oh, that's really funny. Um, It's really weird. Uh, But then as it gets more into masturbatory territory, I would think that the laughter would be really, really distracting. So I try to avoid that during the sex scene.
0: I would say it, it does kind of raise the stakes of cheers when Sam's hitting on a woman, and you know that if he's successful, you will actually get to watch them fuck.
2: And that's why I'm working on the video game version next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
2: fun for everybody. Um, yeah, it's, I, very,
1: I, it's very satisfying to see characters that you've wanted to kind of be in these situations that you've always, not me personally, but thought about.
2: Sure, not
1: <laughs>
2: me. Um, so you didn't think of Seinfeld having, sorry. Yeah, I, um, I
1: No, not at all. That, I, didn't, uh, I didn't write in a review that that was extremely satisfying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I think that um, everybody is going to look into these for something different. Uh, some people are looking for this fantasy fan fiction thing. Some people are looking for this novelty. Um, this is really ridiculous uh, sort of thing. Uh, you know, some people are looking for, oh, it's a porno. It's there. I'll take yeah. it. And some people are looking to introduce their significant other to porn. And, you know, they're a little more helpful in that because they're a little more couples friendly and, Hey honey, you've seen this uh, show. You really like it. Maybe we should watch this.
1: So that's for sort guys of. that just hope that their girlfriend won't notice that it's not actually an episode until two characters I, are having
2: sex. I think there's lots of deception around
0: <laughs> these. around these parts.: Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a dream project that you're trying to get funding for?: um, that you, you'd love to do. maybe maybe it can't you get off the ground right chance. now, but like just kind of what? a vision.
2: I mean, I've I've done them already. I'm actually really uh, stoked about um, a few that I really wanted to do, and I'm at this point in directing porn that I get a lot of freedom to do what I want. So um, I just did... I mean, Lebowski's one of them. That, to me, is the one I wanted to do most. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street as a porno, I saw... I saw Edward penis hands when I was younger and <laughs> I, it blew my mind. And I thought, this is how, if I did a porn today, that was like a porn from the nineties, but with decent cinematography, um, I want to put vibrators on Freddie's glove. So, <laughs> so that I would say is something I have been waiting to do and I did it. And, um, I'm actually going to challenge myself next and these performers and I'm doing a retelling, an erotic retelling, not a parody of Romeo and Juliet.
1: Whoa, that's like a yeah. legit movie.
2: Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know, we it's par- it's a modern retelling. It's partially um, original play and partially me and two other writers um, working it. So it's a uh, Romantic tragedy. So, um, a modern romantic tragedy. So, um, yeah, I would say those are the things I've really looked at. And I just uh, produced for Wicked Pictures for Sam Hain a very, 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 very big budget sci fi uh, adult movie that um, looks amazing. I just, we're almost done the teaser. It's called Horizon. And I think it's. It's gonna blow minds because it really does look like a mainstream independent movie with sex written into the storyline.
0: That sounds awesome. I remember yeah. when I I remember when I was in college. I guess uh, Dream Quest with Jenna Jameson, right? That right. W- came out, and it was like the it was it was it f- at least it was the first one that reached me where people were like, "No, this is like a real movie that just happens to be a porno." Like there was like a Spider Queen that was CGI and like all sorts oh. of stuff like that. And is that more common now to make these movies that have like non-pornography related special effects and Um, production value? No,
2: I mean, I think they tried like in historically in porn um, in the 70s, especially uh, they were shooting on film. And when they saw that budgets could be bigger and they could put out blockbuster porno movies, they did movies like Sex World. And, um, you know, they really invested money and time and tried to do something, you know, more mainstream, even though it was still very porny, you could see they were attempting something like, different.
1: I remember Pirates. Right. Everyone, and everyone Pirates was not shut up about still Pirates. still one of the
2: highest grossing movies of all time. But it, like, and became
1: it, that way because it got this reputation for being, like, so well produced and, like... Very movie esque, but it seems like. Or
2: porn. Yeah. You know, like, I think if you watch it now, the difference between now and even a couple years ago yeah, totally. is we can shoot on something that looks, you know, more mainstream, and we can actually hire people that have gone to school and maybe as good as the people that are in unions working on these films and get them for a lot less or work with them and make sure that the project is something they can use in their portfolio. Um, You know, we've got a team of like eight people working on the special effects for this um, on the animation. And then another three people working on the motion and after effects, Um, which I think now, you know, you can really do something and we're actually the first movie to be released. I think that was shot on the new red Epic cameras, which they're shooting the Hobbit on and Spider-Man and uh you a bunch are the of other things.
1: you are the james cameron of pornography
2: well we'll actually be the first whether in porn <laughs> or in mainstream to, to use this to release something on it that's huge so you know we're we're trying something different you know we see a merging of the two uh the two types of movies it's still taboo and it may be taboo a long time but we're trying to do something that we think
0: is cool what do you think the non-sex scenes with all these special effects and this motion, what does that add to the sex, or does it?
2: I don't think it adds to the sex. I think it's um, it adds sex to the mainstream aspects of it. Um, you know, if we want to tell a story that can't be told in typical for- porn fashion, we have to create a new way to do it. Um, and, you know, once again, it's been tried before. It's been attempted. Um you know, it hasn't always worked out. And even if you watch stuff, you go, eh, you know, if you watch it, you go, Mm -hmm. this, it really isn't mainstream. I mean, um, Sam Hain, who wrote this one, you know, it's, he wanted to do a mainstream movie with hardcore sex in it. And, um, you know, I think that's what we have. Is it, you know, I think it's a crossover movie. It can be used as both. So, well, it seems like um, with
1: porn moving in that direction and like, HBO moving in the other direction, and it's all just gonna like blend together eventually to a beautiful It'll collide,
2: harmony. Uh, HBO Triple X, which will be their seventh channel. That'd so. be awesome. It, yeah. see, it
0: feels do you like True Blood? Because I, I feel like True Blood is almost the Triple X parody of a different show that we're not watching. <laughs> and I did a Triple X parody of True Blood, but um, it's wow. uh, how did you make True Blood, or was, was there an additional challenge in making something like True Blood, which is already Fairly pornographic. Even more pornographic? Yes. Um, we added penises going yeah. into vaginas. yeah. That's the <laughs>
2: difference. Um, really what we did. We stuck <laughs> with the theme, and that's what we did. <laughs> there's, no, there's no secret to it. I mean... Yeah, Jeffy, really, idiot. But, you know, it's, it's penises and vaginas and going all the way. So instead you, of just saying it.
1: Do you watch your own movies?
2: Um... For watch pleasure.
1: Them.
2: No, I don't, oh. watch, I don't watch a lot of porn anymore. Um,
1: you're, too, you're too sensitized to the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, like people's tastes get in porn, like you'll see it a lot. But I've, I've always kind of seen it that people's tastes will get either harder or softer. So they'll go for the more kinky stuff or they'll go for the more um, girls gone wild, you know, type stuff. I, I'm definitely heading backwards to, you know, what I liked when I was a kid, which is like exploitation movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like TNA stuff, personally. I'm, the
1: basics. Yeah. Can't I go wrong with that.
2: In it. You know, it's, it's weird when you watch your coworkers having sex. It's rare that you're turned on doing it. You know, it's it's just, especially when you know how much pressure and stress there is to make sure... That is, and then you've, you know, it's how, how much of a pain in the ass was that day comes back and haunts you. Uh, <laughs> and and you go, I cannot uh, get off to this. Does anybody
1: on set surprise you? I feel like they're like the, the set poses and the positions that everyone goes through. Can you, after doing it for so long, do you get surprised by anyone anymore?
2: Um, I, by the sex itself, not always, but the behavior sometimes um you know everything it's rare to see something different what really does excite me not sexually but excites me on set as a director yeah yeah is actually going in and let's say you know going all the way back to Seinfeld which I think was my first parody where I was like holy crap it looks a lot like the show and uh you know going that's how I want to do it from now on you know to be standing there in that surreal moment where you're actually looking at what looks like the Seinfeld set <laughs> yeah. and then to have them do it and it's it's more of an SNL version of it you know is what I do uh triple X mm-hmm. SNL version of it but um yeah, you should do that. You
1: should that. do SNL, a triple X parody. I think somebody's doing that, actually. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I heard rumors, but that I don't so know. Weird. I just think that it's it's one of those things where when I see something match up pretty perfectly and I hear a joke hit or, mm-hmm. you know, I hear somebody getting the dialogue perfect and and then there's still great sex scenes with it, you know, I don't have to settle for vanilla, you know, sex because they're great actors, Um you know, I think that, that excites me. That's the stuff that I walk onto set and and I'm surprised by, even though I shouldn't be because it happens more often than not.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. At least you, you're still, you're still seeing something cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: And really big boobs.
1: Is there any drama? Like are there any people that you had a terrible time working with that you won't work with again? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lots. Uh, no, um, It happens once in a while, Uh, you know. The same way, you know, you guys go, you know, and see somebody, uh, you know, people you know, and there's drama sometimes, or you know, there's there's people at the office that people see and there's drama.
1: I want like porn gossip. I want to know like what's what's happening in the porn circles. Is any?
0: I guess (laughs) I think what Sarah wants to know, or what she might be interested in, I'm speculating. Speak for me. Excuse me. But is there any? Is there any like? Are there any like? fucking related arguments i think like beyond just the usual office stuff of like he's oh, not working. Yeah. Ar- yeah there's like oh well like he was fucking me too hard or like that's not what the script called for and then they get into an argument about that
2: yes yes uh stuff like that does happen um you know and it's one of those things my job is um part director part manager and sometimes it's part babysitter uh you know um any office has some fragile egos any office has you know this person bumped into me um typically it's not oh he fucked me too hard because actually i don't think i've really experienced that too often it's like you know where somebody's hurt um more often than not if it gets a little rougher usually they're both really into it and we yeah. have to tell them both to calm down a bit
1: have you ever had to um, stop like stop a scene that you were shooting like mid-coitus
2: uh, we stop scenes all the time, actually. Uh, uh, we we actually, those scenes you watch are cut, you know, we will take five or six breaks in a scene.
1: I was going to ask that because you change camera angles so often that and there clearly aren't other cameras in the shot, so... Yeah,
2: it depends on the camera we're using because um, if I'm using a Canon 5D, um, there's only so much memory yeah. on it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you have to stop to change... The battery, or change the card, or if it's another camera, change the tape. Now, um, is there
1: someone on set who's like script supervising, like making sure the continuity of like boners is correct? Because <laughs> I'm, um, it's impressively yeah, us. matched.
2: Us. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, myself and Paul Woodcrest. We shoot two cameras typically, and uh, we're watching everything we can, and we're getting close-ups of faces to cut in, so you don't notice that. <laughs> That sort of thing. We have very good editors. So So Paul
1: Paul Woodcrest is primarily a a camera op? Yeah, he's a director. Oh, uh, awesome.
2: He's probably one of the uh, top um, unknown directors and camera people in uh, the business, but he works probably more than anybody else.
1: Well, all that stops now. Once this podcast comes out,
2: everyone will know. I hope they hire him. He's a great guy, and I, I really... Hope that they hire them. I think uh, he's really, really talented. He's got a great eye. But, um, yeah, uh, as far as it goes stopping, yes, once in a while we need a lube break or Mm. somebody may head to pop a little early or erection issues or vaginal issues or... Anything can happen when uh, groins are grinding.
0: <laughs> I feel like this this has been very interesting. I feel like next time I watch a porno, I'll have to, you know, I'll really, like, be thinking about all the production. The, the production, yeah. but who wrote this, who directed this, and then I will finish jerking off. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I
2: wouldn't do it while you were jerking off, but I would, I would do it either before or after, so, you know, you could concentrate on the one thing, then the other. <laughs>
0: Thank you uh, so much for giving us this time. This has been fascinating, and what's frustrating is I feel like as soon as we're done, I'm sure we're going to have a million more oh, questions. Yeah,
2: sure. Well, you feel free to talk to me anytime, and I'm sorry if it was a little boring, but uh, yeah, I don't get late on set, so my, my job's not as fun <laughs> as everybody else's.
0: Well, thank you again, Leroy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you to Sarah. Yes. And, uh, thank you. Uh, talk to you soon, Leroy. That's this week's show. Come back next week when I'll be joined by both someone who was on Legends of the Hidden Temple and the host of Legends of the Hidden Temple. I will, of course, let everyone know when that is up via my Tumblr at jeffrubinjeffrubin.com, on my Facebook fan page, and on my Twitter, at jeffrubinshow. Go ahead, tweet at me. See if I don't tweet back. Uh, that'll give me something to do until next week.